and g'day and welcome. Today I've got Tyler for Grunt and Hunt. How you going, mate? Yeah, mate, good. How you going? Good, good. Uh, finished work and we're, um, I'm on to the, the other business and um, I've, I'm really happy to get you on today because you've, uh, you've, gee, you're, you're big in the social media world, mate, and I'm really glad to have you on. So thanks again for popping on and um, yeah, so tell us about Grunt and Hunt and tell us about yourself. Grunt Hunt, basically, we started that between myself, uh, my younger brother Jacob, and um, our old fella Darren. We started back in uh, late 2017. Uh, we had a fair bit to do with the broader pig hunting community. Uh, we started to get into breeding dogs, training dogs, and that sort of thing. And um, one of our first inspirations actually was a good mate, Collar Dogs seeing what he was doing with his page and gave us a bit of inspiration to go, hey, we can do something like this for ourselves and help uh, make a page for a platform to offer training for dogs, advice, tips and all that sort of stuff. Um, and basically, I work as a fencer with the old boy. He owns his own fencing business and I moved back uh, here in Bodez with him in January. They so give him a hand for that. Okay, so you you're at Bow Desert Way, are you? So um, you you're doing a fair bit of driving. To um, you you got some local blocks, or do you always head out to um, out west hunting, or what's the go there, mate? Well, on the weekends we um, that's where we do most our big travels. So we go out west, uh, out towards sort of like Mitchell Charleville Way. Uh, we've been doing a fair bit lately around the West Mass sort of region, getting a lot of good pigs out there. But then during the week, we um, got a few places around sort of Cunningham's Gap area, and we go out there a fair bit, at least try and once a week, two if possible, just to keep the dogs fit and get some work into these young dogs. We've got a few young dogs coming up at the moment. Okay, so how many how many dogs do you do you have? Uh, in total at the moment, which is less than what we had, we've got fourteen at the moment. Okay, yep. So it's a lot of uh, a lot of. Picking and choosing who's been good and who's been not. Yeah, we um, we basically try and do like a rotation. So one trip we'll take one of the young dogs and then the next trip the another young dog will go and try and rotate them through. So they all get a fair go. Okay. And then, so then when they're out, they get a lot of one-on-one work. Yeah. And that way, hopefully it pays off in the long run for them. So, um... Going down to the the basics of dog training, so you you obviously you you train dogs as well. Do you so you, do you sell the dogs or do you keep them for yourself and 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 just get pups out of them or what? What's the go there? Uh, usually we um we breed our own line, so then we will keep a few extra dogs out of that litter. Um, sometimes we buy uh, buy dogs that haven't quite started yet. And then what we'll do is we'll train them up so we'll get them stock-proof, lugging, catching their own pigs, all the basic obedience, you uh, etiquette, all that sort of stuff. And um, then we put them up for sale with their price. Okay. Just so the people are struggling to get out, get out and get the time to train a dog themselves, they've got that option there then. No, oh, that's good, mate. That's, um, that's really interesting. So for... Um yeah, I've had a look at your social media pages, and you're you're always very big and busy. Um, yeah, and I just saw a picture uh, your Grunt and Hunt page on Instagram just then, and I, 
I noticed your obedience. So you had a kelpie, and I'm not sure what else. The other the, there was a black dog I saw, but um, you know that very obedient from from what I saw. How much one on one training are you putting on with them? Uh, at least once a day, sort of thing. Uh, usually in the afternoons because we're fairly busy in the mornings uh, with a normal day job. But in the afternoons, once I allow them all out, I allow them out one at a time and just give them a bit of one on one time. You spend anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes with them working on each dog and then so, you put that dog away and you let the other dog out and work on that dog. What's that involved, mate? Just sitting and, you know, like, what What are you doing there? Like, you're feeding and you're making them sit and wait or what? How do you do uh, it? First off, we start with, because we keep them caged up during the day in pens. So that starts as soon as you go to let them out, you make them sit, you make them wait until you're ready to let them out. So you open the door and they don't come out until you're ready. And then once they come out, then it's sit, calm, relaxed. You don't want them running around like mad all the time. You want them to be calm and relaxed. And that's where good pack behaviour starts at home. Okay, there you go. There you go, listeners. So what I've been telling at BSB has also been used elsewhere. So there you go. Um, That's a great great tip, mate. I, I, I can't stand dogs that just, you know, don't listen and all that. So uh, obedience to me is number one. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's, oh, it just drives me up the wall. <laughs> you know, they're not going to listen to you out in the party. That's exactly right. Exactly. Right. Oh, no, it's, it's it's finally good to to. I've been talking to a lot of hunters recently, and and it all comes down to training at home and work and work and work and. I, I love it when hunters, you know, you, like especially our our generation. I don't know how old you are. I think you're. I think from memory, you might be a bit younger than me. But you know, it's great. Yeah, to see. I'm only twenty three. Oh, you're definitely younger I'm than me. But young, um, yeah. yeah, it's great hearing you know a twenty three year old saying that because I I can't stand the mullet heads with the dog cages driving me with breastplates in the back and. Well, I don't even see a dog on the back half the time, but I guarantee, you know, I, I really hope that they're actually doing the work for the dog. Um, you know, so it's just one of those things that we, we, I just had a chat to, to Scott Haywood about it and dog training and, and dog breeds, and it, it's really important to put the time and the effort into it. All right, enough about what I'm talking about. Um, next question for you. So you do, right. you, you, do, you do quite a fair bit of hunting, obviously. So how how did it start? You know, how did you really? Obviously, you kind of answered it before, but how did you how did you become Grunt and Hunt? How did you get the name? Um, how you and your brother and your father, you know, decided let's do this. Well, originally, my old boy, when he was about oh, younger than my age, in sixteen, seventeen, to do a fair bit, he was working up in the Gulf. Um, on a station up there, and back in that day, so no trackers, no coals, nothing. All we had just a leather uh, neck piece with the studs. Oh, so you'd yeah. always hear stories and see photos and whatnot. Yeah. And then um, it wasn't until I was about 15, 16, my um, cousins have a property out at Chinchilla in Queensland. Yeah. And they were always catching a lot of pigs, and I hadn't done any pigging up until then. And they invited us out one weekend to go camping and pigging on their property. So we headed out there for the weekend and we were setting up camp at the lagoon down the back and they let the dogs out for a piss. And about five minutes later, 
oh mate, he couldn't find his dogs and I'm like, fuck, where are the dogs? And the next thing you hear a squeal out in the paddock and they bugger it off and found a pig. <laughs> yeah. But they ran back to camp, so we better start going then and yeah, that was the best pig I ever got. Wow. So a late bloomer, a late bloomer to the um to the to the game. That's I didn't expect that one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people start when they're yeah, yeah. A lot of people four years old, five years old as soon as they could go out. That's all right, mate. Yeah, late bloomer. Yeah, late, um, another old late bloomer. Shane Warne started cricket at thirteen, so don't stress and uh, look yeah. look how look how he turned out. So um, yeah, don't don't stress. Um. All right. So, what what what's what's happening for Grunt and Hunt? What what are you um what are you trying to do? What's the the plan for you guys? Uh, well, we've got um a bigger picture in mind for Grunt and Hunt. We obviously started off small, and we're getting bigger and bigger by the year, and we want to keep getting bigger. We want to. Well, the the goal hopefully is to end up carrying our own DVD, our own magazine, and. It's a big platform for the hunting community to share their catches with, their advice, their dogs, training tips, just everything hunting involved. Just create a big platform for that, that everyone can share and come together as a hunting community. Yeah, that's that's really good, mate. That's um, you know, I think, um, you know, I've I've heard you talk on your on your pages and stuff, and I think it's really important that we need to keep this um this hunting community. Um, straight, if that makes sense, you know, keep it, you know, we, uh, there's a lot of poachers and we've got the greenies and we've got, you know, all this stuff against us. I think if we have a strong community, um, you know, like Grunt and Hunt is obviously a, a really, um, you know, if you guys are huge on Instagram, um, Facebook and all that. So, you know, it's a really big credit to, to you and your, your family to, um, for, for what you're doing. Cause you're sending a positive message and a good message out there. So, you know, um, I think, you know, people got, a lot of people got to thank you. And that's why, you know, when I was talking to Justin Wood, you know, you guys sponsor him and you know, I was talking to him, he had nothing but good things to say. Um, you know, the right way of hunting, the, the correct way of, you know, and you guys obviously, you're, you're exactly the same. So credit to, to Grunt and Hunt. Appreciate it, mate. And that's it. We want future generations to be able to enjoy pig hunting as well and uh, wider hunting as well. So, and if we don't, everyone doesn't stick together, it can get taken away from us. That's the thing. Yeah, we've got to we've got to be careful about that. I really think we we have to be very careful because, um, yeah, they're going to start putting in regulations and stuff like that if we don't look after it. I, I I'm not, you know, I don't want to head down the whole, um you know, restrictions and all that government stuff because I'm not educated on it, but, you know, I do worry about our, our hunting community because, you know, there are a lot of grubs out there that do the wrong thing and um, you obviously know all about that, catching them and all that when you're hunting. So, um, yeah. yeah. Give everyone else a bad name. That's exactly right, you know. Giving else a bad name, it's not, it's not good. So um, what kind of dogs you got, mate? You got fourteen of them, so you've <laughs> you've got to have a few of, uh, different breeds. What 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 kind are you running? Um, our main the main line we're running is uh, Brian Neil Bullard cross Warrego Bullard. Yeah. That started with um, we bought Bella as a pup when she was four months old, which is our main dog now. She's just turned four. Um, and then we got her mother, and then we've um, been breeding 
from her mother, which is Joey. So yeah, yeah Brian Neal, um, Cross Wargo, Bullard. Okay. Um, then we've got a Tice Line Dan Mastiff, Cross Wargo, Bullard as well. And we bred her with Bella's brother, Bungie, which we lost uh, a couple of years ago now to Heatstroke. Um, but fortunately, we got a litter of pups out of him, and one of them's Abby, which is one of our main dogs now as well. She gets me mistaken as a chocolate Labrador all the time. <laughs> so, um, how many? So you got a lot of up and comers. How many main dogs you got? As in, like, you you rotating them around. How many? How many lead dogs you got? At the moment, the, we got uh, Bella, Abby, Willow. And Tarek at the moment. So we've got, yeah, four main dogs and then the rest of the young dogs at the moment. They're not, not far off getting there, but they're not quite a main dog yet. Yep, okay. Um, all right, I, I have been asked to ask you a question from a, a young fella that um, follows us, and he wants to know, um, if I was first starting at pig hunting, what would I have to do or buy or what, what's the most important thing if I was starting to do pig hunting? How, what would be the first thing I needed to do? Uh, the, the first thing I would do would be, um, well, the hunt, you need properties basically. So you need to find somewhere you can hunt legally. So the best way to do that, a lot of people say it doesn't work, but knocking on doors. A majority or 80%, 90% of our properties are from knocking on doors, spending a weekend out there, door knocking and asking. You'll get 10 no's, but you'll eventually get a yes. And that's the start. You get your first property. There you go. You've got somewhere to hunt. And then from there, you start getting your gear. So you go, okay, do I want to shoot pigs or do I want to dog pigs? And then you go, okay, I either buy a rifle or I buy a dog. And then if you say you buy a dog, you go, do I have enough pigs to train the dog myself or should I look for someone who can give me some advice, some pointers, some tips to help me train this dog and point me in the right direction? Once you do that, then you need to say, okay, what gear do I need? Do I need breastplate, tracking collars? Do I need a ute to take the dog out in? DTC, so that would be my advice. Your advice? No, that's very good. Um so talking about training and stuff, do you do you guys help people train dogs, mate? As in, like, would you give people some tips if they message you, or are you doing videos or anything like that? Yeah, so we haven't in the past few months because we've been a bit busy with work, but um, we have been at points taking on other people's dogs where they're just struggling to get out. They're just too busy with work. They don't have the time. So we'll take them out help expose them to stock, see a bit more pigs, get them going on their own a bit more and actually catching their own pigs. Um, now, we get a lot of people that message the page and just asking for general pointers. Say, oh, my dog uh, won't do this, my dog won't jump on the ute, or my dog's looking at stock, and then I'll contact them and just give them a big run-through of what I think and how we could possibly help them and go from there. That's really good, mate. So, um, you you're talking about maybe a DVD. Hey, well, that what are you doing there? Is that going to come out soon, or is that an option yeah. down the track? Or so we're aiming for it'll probably be late next year. At the moment, we're compiling a heap of footage, so we've got a fair bit of good footage already. We're going out getting more footage of what we want, and then 
once you've got enough footage and we're happy with it, we'll start putting it together, start editing it and getting in the process. Oh, that's really good, mate. Um, so how? <laughs> here's a weird question. How far do you reckon you're driving over a weekend? Uh, it's, it's usually around four or five hours, but we sometimes it's up to nine, ten. just depends where pigs are at that time of year. We tend to go further west um, in summer when it's hot and hit the dams and do water runs. Yeah, um, okay. But uh, early in the year in the colder months, we come a bit closer and do the local box a bit more, which is only anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. No, oh, that's all right. That's nice. Just down the road. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Nice and easy then. Um, I saw on your um, Instagram and Facebook and basically everywhere in Australia at the moment, um, you're having a fundraiser, mate. Can you Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so a lot of the a few people we hunt for are actually farmers as well, and uh, my brother Jacob is part of Grant Hunt. He actually works on a farm. Um, there was two farms down in Burmah and up in Westmar. So firsthand, he sees the drought pretty bad. Like down in Burmah, they haven't had rain in like proper rain in five years nearly. There's no water left, no crop, no grass, nothing down there at all. Um, so we see firsthand how bad the drought is. So I was thinking, well, me and boys got together and I thought, hey, what can we do to rally everyone together and try and give farmers a hand because the government's not doing much to help them lately, which is a bit unfortunate for we can do a bit. I don't think they're doing anything, actually. No. They're going about the wrong way. Yeah. Giving loans that have to pay back. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke. We'd rather give overseas stuff first and not our poor Aussie farmers, but that's all right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we come up with that idea and then I thought, okay, well, next step, I contacted a few sponsors, a few um, businesses I thought would like to get on board, one of them being yourself. And everyone I contacted was more than happy to jump on board. I was actually really surprised the response we got. I get six, seven um, businesses on board. We actually ended up with 19. So <laughs> it was a bit, a bit overwhelming, but it's all for the good. And basically what we're doing is we ran a hunting competition online, like similar pages have done in the past, and everyone donates an entry fee, which was $50. And that $50 is going straight to the farmer. So what we're doing is we're selecting... Uh, a farmer that is struggling, is doing it hard, like really does need the money because the problem with a lot of charities is you donate to a charity and it gets lost in the system. It doesn't all directly go to... You don't know um, You don't know where exactly where it's really going. Yeah, you don't know where the money's actually going. Yep. This way we know the money's actually going to help a farmer please, get back on their Please feet. film that when you give it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're actually... We've, we've picked one. Yeah. I've spoken to his daughter. I've told her, but he doesn't know yet. Oh, that's good, mate. That's good. How, and if, if you don't mind me asking, how, how much you get got up to so far? Or a round uh, figure? Or you're not going to tell us? At the moment, it's three and a half grand. Wow. Um, but we, yeah, so we're hoping to get a bit more. I wasn't expecting to get that much, but the more, the better. So um, how long is this fundraiser going for and... and 
um, the competition and all that. What, how long we got left, and and how do we get involved? Well, originally it ran till last Sunday, but due to the big response we got and a lot of prizes being thrown in from sponsors and whatnot, um, we've decided to extend it uh, for another round. So it, the online hunting competition starts again tomorrow lunch. Oh, and awesome. then finishes the following next Sunday at 6pm. Okay, so, so, so what do we have to do to, to, to get into it? So just contact Grunt and Hunt on Instagram or Facebook via message and uh, say that you'd like to enter the hunting competition and then basically you just pay your $50 entry fee and then you get given the code word which you put up in all your videos that you submit of the picture catch. And then you're good to go then. And and so they they put up a video of the is it the biggest pig or is it is it all different kind of um kinds of catches or is it just like big tusk or big pig or what's the go? For this round we've got obviously your biggest boar, your biggest sow, and your biggest tusks. Then we've also got um another three mystery weights. So they're a select weight that we've picked prior to the comp. And whoever enters a pig's weight that is closest to that mystery weight obviously wins. So we've got a low range, a medium range, and a high range. So that gives everyone who hunts a fair chance at winning that. It doesn't matter if you catch 30 kilo pigs or 120 kilo pigs, you've got just as much chance as the next bloke. Well, that's awesome, mate. Um, so what what kind of prizes are the, are the, the entries going to win? The big list. Um, <laughs> okay, well, go go your best ones. Yeah, I, I don't. I've I've seen you have got nineteen. So just go off the round off the big ones that the the big ones that you normally have. I got a massive donation from Get Wide Auto Electrics. He basically donated a big uh, Thunder light pack. So they do like your spotlights, your headlights, all that sort of stuff. So you donated. What's going on? Yeah, he's got a big LED strip light kit. Uh, there's a couple of work lights. There's a light bar, floor mats, and a um, four-drive recovery kit. And that all came from one sponsor. So that's a pretty, pretty big price. It's now valued at just under $900. I was about to say, that'd be, that's well over 500 bucks there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then we... We got a heap of merch packs from obviously yourself. You donated a good prize pack that goes for the cause. Uh, Frog Dogs Australia, they put in a bit of a kit as well. Oh, Frog Dogs, eh? Yeah. Gee, he catches yeah. some good. He catches some good pigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help, yeah. Helps when you're in Cape York, doesn't it? No, oh, there's some big pigs up there. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. What else, who else, mate? Uh, salty Cowboys. Up in Japan, they donated a big um, merch pack as well and a bit of a cash prize. Awesome. And then Fencing Industries, they donated a um, earbag and toiletry bag. Outback Plasma donated a Born to Hunt plaque, which is valued at $250. So that's a um, like a fire pit or something, is it? Um, it's like a... <laughs> That's what I describe as be the, the plaque I've got on the back of my dog cage, like that. Oh, okay. So it's a bit of steel uh, cut with a yeah, plaque. Yeah. yeah. 
Some, uh, yeah, cut out steel, yeah. Something very expensive. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, we also got a $200 voucher from Tough and Tough. Tough and Tough, up in... Um, yeah, Tough and Tough. Tough and They're from yeah. Toolbar, is it called? Toolbar? Up near Mariba? Yep, yep, that's Sam. Yep, yep. And then we got a $100 four-drive Supercenter voucher from Buckle Up Hogs and Dogs. Oh, good. But yeah, they're, they're just some of the prizes. The list is pretty expensive. Yeah, that's, um. yeah, well, you got 19, you could be here all day. So, um, yeah. so who are your normal sponsors, mate? Because I... I've talked to um Justin Wood the other day on the on the podcast and he's with Fenton and um you know he's got a few few groups on board. Who are your big sponsors? You always um you know like you pretty much carry the whole time. Who who are they, mate? My biggest and was actually our first sponsor is Fenton Industries. We yep. ran through a heap of plates. I'm not going to mention names, but yeah, we um, wanted to find something that suited our dogs and our needs, and that's where we come across Fenton and oh, the amount of stuff they've done for us and the amount of plates they've made for us, and just they always listen to what we need for our dogs and if we can try this. and like They're always happy to customise and work with us, and we like and haven't looked back since. Yeah. I see you. Um, you got your own first aid kits and that. Did they help you with that, or is that that your own doing? Or yes, so they actually make the bags for them. They make the yeah the canvas um, waterproof and dustproof bags. Oh, that's awesome! So they buy a lot of gear. Or that um, we sell a lot of gear bags, um, first aid bags. They make all that for us as well. So and we also. And you you buy you buy them off them and um sell them and as grunt yeah okay that's that's really yeah. cool and um I've seen those bags um up close and they're um very nice and tidy they're um top quality gear um when I finally get some money I'll have to give is is it Courtney she owns Fenton doesn't she Courtney. yeah Courtney yeah yeah Courtney. yeah I'll, I'll have to give her a call one day when I'm got some money in my bank account that I can go and buy some sweet bags yeah definitely definitely. Awesome, mate. And we, um, we're also sponsored by Down and Dubbo Alcatraz Cages and Animal Systems. Yep. So they, um, they gave us a big um, whelping uh, box for pups. It's a big pup enclosure. So it's fully insulated, decking floor, just really beautiful cage so that when we're breeding litters and working up our own line, and we've actually got somewhere professional, tidy, neat to raise them in. Yeah. Not just on the floor like a backyard breeder. You yeah. want dogs raising something good. Yeah. No, you gotta look and after gotta look after your best mates. Then um we um approach Guns and Ammo, which is a local sponsor in Jimboomba, which is not far from Bird Desert. They um sponsor us as well and they actually stock all the stuff we sell, which is pretty handy, so all our gear that we offer they also offer in store. That's where I used to buy my ammo from when I was um I was living up that way. Oh, guns yeah. and ammo. He, he knows his stuff. Yeah, and then oh, this year we um, approached Shady Characters. They had made a dog box before, and I was looking at getting a new dog box because we always go away for stalls and we always got lots of gear, got a couple of dogs and whatnot. 
um, we come up with a design for a dog box and yeah, they whacked all that up together. It's just a big four-bay dog box with a storage lid on top. Cause we've always got so much gear going away. And the last thing you want is all on the back seat and some poor bastard in there's got to cuddle up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nice talk about that. <laughs> so now it's out of the way, out of sight, and yeah, it's just... Makes life a lot easier. Is that a lock, lockable crate, mate? Yeah, it's all lockable. Yeah. It's got divided, so you've got four bays there. Yeah. It just makes life a lot easier. Too much stuff's getting pinched these days. That's why I always always want a locked-up crate. So, um, yeah, uh, it does happen. Oh, that's really good, mate. So, um, That's awesome stuff, mate. Um, I really appreciate you talking. So how do, how do we get hold of you? And uh, Before you do, what, what's the next step for Grunt and Hunt? Well, the next step, as we were talking about earlier, would be the um, the DVD and the food side of things and get more into that um, to show people a bit more what goes on behind the scenes and what happens during the hunts and a bit more on that. That's awesome. And once the DVD comes out, we'll be moving towards the magazine in the near future. Yeah, okay. That's um, that's awesome, mate. Um well, I really appreciate it. So, how so? How do we get um hold of you? As in, like social media pages and Facebook. Is there uh, Instagram, um, Facebook? You do a YouTube account. What's the go there? Yeah, so we're mainly on. Well, the biggest one is on Instagram, and that's just Grunt Hub, the Skewers Boys, and that's the same for Facebook as well. And you can pop in, send us a message, have a chat. Uh, numbers listed on there as well. If you want to have a, give me a call and have a chat. And yeah, we also do have a YouTube channel, which is the same. Grunt and Hunt, the Skewers Boys. We're starting to put up a bit of our footage. Awesome, mate. That's um, that's that's awesome stuff, mate. So I really appreciate you coming on, and um, I hope to get you back on again soon. Uh, have a bit more chat. We'll get a bit more in depth about dog training and and all that. And um, yeah. Awesome, mate. Well, um, thanks for coming on today, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Hi, right, mate. You have a good one. Thanks, mate. Bye. All right. Catch you later. And there you go, guys. Uh, Tyler from Grunt and Hunt. So um, big thank you to the Grunt and Hunt, and get on to the fundraiser. Really important to uh, support our farmers. Um, remember, subscribe, like, and follow us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. So thanks very much, guys, for listening. You, BSB, baby.